growing up with a cane pole in his hand. Like a fool of dreams sitting down by the street that leads him to the corpus play. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them well a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I wanna go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. And take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. And take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. And take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away if you're going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come on the ride. And that was uh, an effort to get it all, get in here to the old bunkhouse and get organized. Good morning. It is the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning, 7 to 9, right here on 104.9 The Horn and 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com or and on iTunes as well. You can get it and share it. Uh, my name is TJ Graney. That is Cody Ryan. Good morning. Good morning. And Beefsteak is not in the house. He is uh, in Dallas on uh, another secret mission. Uh, Salt Dog is the ranch hand that gets here early, makes sure the ranch gate gets open for us, and the whole potbelly stove gets sparked up and pours a little water over the coffee grinds. and So that's how we get started around here. And uh, it's a little bit cold and damp outside, a little drizzly. Shoot. feels like a heat wave came in. I know, considering where I've been over the last 10 days, this is uh, just relaxing. Just take a break. Yeah, uh, this, not this not is, freezing cold, but yeah. After being on the water all day yesterday, this is like holy cow. Where'd the warm front? When the warm front hit? It's like <laughs> well, forty, and, isn't it? And still, you know, I remember there's been plenty of weather that's come after this time of year. Uh, where I remember in March on in years past years gone past where in March it's frozen solid just uh, hard freezes I don't like your memory okay I don't like it I, one bit 40 and raining right now uh yesterday we had a high of what 34 no 38 36 something like that a high we're already above 38, I think it was, a high of where, where I live. 
Today we're already above <laughs> that, starting the day out. So, all right, home run. Yeah, we're winning. Already winning. Going to be in the mid sixties throughout the week. Seventy eight on Thursday. They're calling for the high. Seventy eight on Thursday. That's just weird. So Saturday. So most of the world the has most of the world has the day off, right? To go fishing, shoot your guns, hang out, not not working. Mow the lawn. Mow the lawn. Fix the fence. The it's, garage. Clean the garage. Yeah. I'm driving home have. after fishing a tournament on Saturday and there's snow, sleet in the creases of the roofs on the way to my house through the neighborhoods. Man. Miserable. That's terrible. But But it's gonna be seventy eight on Thursday. I remember get your shorts out. I remember watching you weigh in on on uh, uh in on in South Texas. Yep. During a tournament. Yeah, that was miserable too. There was ice on every boat, on every rod and reel. Yeah, was that was that was n- the worst. Amistad. That was the worst. It was uh didn't get above freezing until Three o'clock. Three o'clock, it broke freezing temperature. <laughs> yeah, that was a... And uh, tournament day's over. Cold humdinger. Hey, I, I want to tell you something that yesterday, so I was uh, in El Paso Friday and Saturday. Right. Went down to see the wall, and uh, <laughs> which we're going to talk all things border wall in South Texas uh, later on in the show. Okay. Uh, and I have got some incredible conversations I had, but you'll appreciate this. I pulled in to fill up the old rental car and, um, Mm -hmm. right on, right on I-10, uh, little gas station right on I-10 in El Paso. And a guy was there filling up his truck and he had a, oh, what looked like, and it wasn't a brand new, but he had what looked like a brand new Ranger. Oh yeah. I mean, it was black. It, It was dual power poles it was swank yeah. i mean beautiful yeah and uh and so and me what was and, he doing in el paso well that i so i went over there i said where are where are you fishing around here somewhere in that boat and he goes oh no 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 he said uh my son just bought it it we found it he found it online the guy lived in arizona and we live in Dallas, uh, and he agreed to meet us halfway here in El Paso to trade hands, to trade it off. Gotcha. And it was a gorgeous Ranger, and uh, he bought it for thirty k. Really? Yeah. Well, it wasn't new then. It was. It wasn't new, but it was just. It was in immaculate condition. Yeah. I mean, it was beautiful. Hundred grand. For a brand new, for that rig, boat, fully well, a fully rigged brand new. Yeah, Ranger. I was, I was telling the the guy that I was with, I was saying, you know, it's probably sixty five thousand dollar boat, brand new. Yeah, uh, and that was probably to the low side. Uh, that was fifteen years ago. That is just nuts. What you guys pay for those things? Dude. Well, what what you guys pay? I don't pay a hundred grand for a bass boat. I paid, I think I paid sixteen for the old Champion Mean sixteen fished out of it for 20 years if that and it matched my little s10 blazer yeah yeah boat prices don't make any sense right now it's a terrible idea people are paying it but that was brilliant for him 
Yeah. Dual power poles used. The guy didn't want any more. Met him halfway. Bought it. Thirty k. Here you go. Yeah. Now it's still thirty thousand dollars is right. holy cow. Right. Buy a house in some places for thirty thousand yeah, dollars. But uh, I just thought it was interesting, and he met the guy halfway on the interstate. You know, the yeah. guy sold his boat, and and you can just get online and find stuff. And there's uh, uh, the world is your oyster and there is swinging deals very is your pearl man connectivity so you were in wisconsin this week as well did you uh did you eat any I, cheese curds i did yeah i did the, eat cheese. did did they make your teeth squeak when you chewed them no that makes a good like cheese it. curd is what i was told well uh, it was all it was was fried cheese dude no then you didn't eat true cheese curds you ate fried cheese curds True cheese curds come in like, like they're like a package of just like cheese, but it's the curds. And if your teeth squeak when you're chewing on them, that, that means it's the, a good cheese curd. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I, tell I, I you, spent a lot of time I, I, with my, some guys from I Wisconsin. Prefer, I prefer a Texas cheese curd <laughs> in a bowl. It's kind of yellow and you just dip stuff in it. Good cheese turd. Nothing like it. <laughs> Hey, coming up next, we'll talk That's a little. Terrible. We'll talk a little fishing. Uh, I've I've spent some time on two different lakes just just this last week, and uh, we got. I your... want to swap with you. I want to swap from going to Wisconsin and El Paso to going to two choices. different lakes. I, you made those choices on your own. News of the <sighs> weird. Uh, all of your favorite segments. It's the number one outdoor radio show in Texas. It's the Outdoor Zone. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll be back. Uh, you catch it live right here on 1049 The Horn and 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back to the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse, number one outdoor show on radio in the Lone Star State. It's back, Ram Truck Month at Nile Maxwell Supercenter. If you've been thinking about a new truck, now's absolutely the best time to buy. They're the number one name for Rams in Central Texas, and they just won the J.D. Power Customer First Award for Excellence. So you know, so you know you're getting the best of the best. Plus, you're guaranteed that you'll get the best price out there. They have you have Niles' personal promise to beat any comp- competitor's price on new vehicle in Central Texas. Whatever the other guys are offering, they'll beat it at all the Nile Maxwell beat it at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter for the best selection and Niles' promise to beat any competitor's price. Go see the number one name for Ram in Central Texas, the Nile Maxwell Supercenter, six twenty and one eighty three across from Walmart. Or online at NileMaxwellSuperCenter.com. So, spent some time at uh, a couple different lakes this week. 
Went down to Zapata, Texas, and spent 24 hours at Lake Falcon. The uh, bait is crazy down there. There's fish moving around down there. Finally got on and caught a few fish uh, up shallow in the shallows. So, uh, how's the water? It, it just it, it's really clean uh, for the most part, and. The lake's full all the way? No, or? it's not. I mean, it's not full, full, but it's it's got plenty of water in it. Uh, the bait, you know, seems prevalent. It, there's just activity in the water, you know, yeah. gar and carp up on the bank, <laughs> you know, splashing on the bank and all that kind of stuff. So just it's got life to it, very lively down on Falcon Lake. So, uh mm it was it was nice to get down there. Wore shorts and uh, got a sunburn on my legs. Yeah, you said it was like eighty when you got down there. Yeah, eighty one, eighty one degrees while I was there. And the water Hot, temp, sweaty. Uh, water temp seventy. Holy cow! Yeah, yeah. Then Does I it not get cool down there at all? I mean, it, it last year like it was 65. snowing down there. Yeah, it got down to sixty five or something yesterday. Wow. 60. But uh, then fish Bass Champs yesterday, 100 uh, 140 teams, 150 teams, something like that, showed up to brrave the cool weather yesterday morning. Arctic didn't get above, blast. Yeah, didn't get above 38, I believe it was, <laughs> all day. And... Uh, you know, but the deal was we and fishing was tough. Obviously, dropped the water temperature seven, eight, ten degrees, um, back down into the mid to lower fifties, and it just made fishing tough. It was getting Man. up to the sixty, sixty one. I found sixty two degree water a week ago out there at Lake Travis, and uh, you know, when it hits sixty, things start to happen. Love in the air. You know what I'm saying? Right. And they move Come up on. shallow. The girls are like, hey, boys. Boys are like, hey, what's up, big girl? <laughs> and uh, so, uh, you know, that kind of, they start to do that, but then you get these massive cold fronts, and I think it shuts everything back down. And so do you go well, shallow? Go, do you I fish mean, yeah, deep? That- do they? They can't go far from where they're going to spawn at this time of year. I mean, they no, got to be they right kinda, around there somewhere, right? They kind of set up, and that's what we did. We ran around and fished areas that were kind of, you know, deeper areas, ledges, and things that were on the outside of spawning areas, spawning pockets, and stuff like that. Obviously, not the place to, not the place to catch the winning fish. So don't listen to me. But uh, where were the? Anybody we know? Uh, yeah, I mean, I know some guys that were up there, but it was uh, it was one with 17 pounds, 17 and some change. Um, took 10 and a half, I think, 11. What are you doing? Three pound, three pound, oh, uh, three pound average for five fish. Yeah, for winning bag or whatever. Yeah. No, all the winning bags had a big fish in it. That's oh, what it took. Okay. You know, you got to have there. I think big bass was eight, uh, eight, almost uh, nine, almost nine pounds, fish. right at nine pounds. Yeah, yeah. A big uh, fish. several fish On in Travis. that six, seven pound range. Not several, but you know, if you were up there in weight, you had a big fish. That just seemed to be the pattern, or two, 
Yeah. You know, the the guys that won it looked like they had like a an eight and a four or something, you know, and put you at 17. You know, eight and a four, you're at 12 pounds. Yeah, everything. And your other three weigh five. Right. You're not catching – your other three aren't giants. You right. just caught a couple of good ones, so – uh, which is great. I mean, I, we never got a big bite. I didn't get a big bite in practice. That was my biggest worry. I didn't get a big bite. I spent four days out there practicing. Doesn't show in the results, but uh, I never got a big bite, and that was the biggest thing that worried me. I hadn't figured out where that four- to eight-pounder lives. I don't know where they are. So I don't know if it's a luck deal, you know, you cast on top it of them. It ain't all luck. It, But it ain't. It's not. It's right. not. So. I hadn't figured out where that is, but it, my time is coming, and those girls are moving shallow eventually. And once well, they I, do, I, I will. I know you like that. I will eat. I where will. you watch that uh, do the spot fishing. What is it called? Bed fishing? Yeah, when you're yeah. doing. What is it called? Bed fishing? Yeah, but when you're like trolling and you can see them in the water. Bed fishing. <laughs> Okay. Well, when you're bed fishing, sight fishing, sight fishing. Thank you. Jeez, you're trying to mess with me here. I'm not. But I know that's that's kind of your. You love that. I love sight fishing, and I drives me nuts because I when I go out with you and you're sight fishing, and yeah. you're going, "Hey, you see that one right there?" I'm like, "No, I don't see that one right there." But these glasses on. I put them on. I was like, "That don't help. I don't see them." <laughs> Do I really act like that? Well, <laughs> no, really, you don't say anything. You just keep fishing, and I'm standing in the back, going, "What the heck is he doing?" Yeah, you're casting out the yeah, I'm just out sitting, the back. Yeah, sitting you're down. Gonna, but the thing eating is, eating peanut butter and jelly. You complain about it, but you do the same thing whether I was sight fishing or not. And you're who, still and, I, cast, and I catch them too, baby. That's what I'm saying. Come on, so man. You, you just, just call me lollygag. You just cast a <laughs> cast a cinco out the back of the boat, whether we are. Whether Open I'm side fishing or whether Vienna we're sausage. offshore in a offshore ledge, whether I'm throwing a frog up shallow, you're gonna drag a cinco out the back. That's right. Of the boat. I'm looking for that one. You <laughs> so, can have it. You take the ninety nine. I'm looking for the one. You complain about me. You read about that, in Matthew. Putting that, putting that Chapter power powerball down and <laughs> fishing for a fish when you're gonna do the same thing no matter what we do. Now, well, so uh, years ago when. We had your uncle on the boat, and we were just kind of cruising around in Falcon, yeah. and we were just burning that trolling motor up, and you and I were on the front, and we were just hammering on it. And he's sitting in that back seat, you know, we because he's an old guy. We put that seat in the back of the boat, and he'd sit back there, and he's just dragging a dragging something behind, which we call lollygagging, and uh, it latches on to a huge fish. Yeah. And so <laughs> I've been working on that system ever since, <laughs> trying to perfect the drag the bait system yeah well it works it absolutely works well i uh i just uh, i love lake travis i'm glad there's water in the lake i'm glad there's a bunch of guys there's a bunch of teams fishing it um fishing will come back it'll be a good uh it'll be good we've got lots of cover in the water lots of areas for these fish to spawn for the bait to spawn is the most important thing uh they've got lots of and now's the Brush time where it needs all that stuff together. Right. If we can hold on to that water for a little while, we're going to have a, a couple of good years of spawning. And uh, in the next couple of years, Travis will be dynamite. So, I mean, it took 28 pounds last year to, to win 
the first Bass Champs. Twenty-eight pounds. That's, that's just a that's a different Lake Travis than right. What so, we've known for years. It's back to normal right now. It's it's <clears> fishing <throat> a little more normal. Not catching as many fish. Um, I don't know where they are. I think maybe they're scattered. You know, the water came up so high. So, uh, but the next one, I'll be focusing on Falcon going down south. Still hadn't figured out those fish exactly yet. I don't know if they're done spawning and if they've already spawned or. So that guy that I was talking to that was at yeah. the Houston Safari Club, oh. he has a guide service down there. He fishes Falcon, Sugar Lake, yeah. in Mexico, and like he lives in in uh, the Falcon, South Texas area. Right. But he and he's five. He said he's five minutes from the launch at Falcon, but apparently he goes down to Sugar Lake in Mexico and fishes all those lakes down there, those huge bass lakes, and. Um, and he was saying, I said, so do you fish the Mexico side or do you fish the American side? What do, I mean, he goes, you don't got to go to the Mexico side. He said, there's more rocks and stuff like that on the American side. He said, that's where I catch all my big fish. Yeah. But over, all over the years, man, over in Diablo and the Mexico side where, you, I mean, you and I, have, you've been raised out there in the Mexico side and the, yeah, you know, the old church, uh, debris and stuff that's out there from yeah there's uh i mean it's that's a tough call it is a tough call it's it's hard to fish over there with all the netters um you know you got to worry about the nets and getting hung in those and yeah that's true it can be frustrating at times but there's big fish over there and a lot of guys don't go over there Mm -hmm. that's the upside to it downside is you're fishing against a bunch of nets you know Right. <laughs> those those nets catch a lot of fish. But, no, I typically, like this past week, when I was in Zapato, when I went to Falcon Lake, it's I didn't go to uh, the Mexican side. You know, I've, I'm down there by myself uh, poking around. And you got to be careful. You got to be careful if you're going to go to the Mexico side, too. Well, we're going to talk some about the whole border wall and Mexico. We're going to talk about... Your experience down there in that section of the border and the lake and some of the things that we've known about over the last years and what that looks like. And we're going to talk about uh, El Paso, where I was, and Trump's supposed to be there tomorrow. Oh, my God. And uh, it's Beto country, baby. And it was, it was an, I was with ranchers and landowners who the wall goes through their property. We'll talk about it. We're going to talk about it here coming up in a little bit. Top of the hour. News of the weird coming up next. But first, we'll start out with telling you about our favorite archery country. Archery country, there's a certain point in every hunter's life where they want to step into the next level and begin to hunt with a bow. Archery countries is Austin's only true bow shop for the bow hunter. And it's one of America's fastest growing sports, recreational archery. Family friendly and fun for all ages. Go see our friends over there, 8121 Research Boulevard. They've got a full indoor range, something that you can't find anywhere. If you want to learn how to shoot, you need to tune up your bow, you need to uh, get them to check out your bow. Um, you want a new bow? They got them. 8121 Research Boulevard, open Tuesday through Friday, 1030 to 7, and on Saturdays from 10 to 5. They're closed Sundays and Mondays, but you can check them out online, austinarcherycountry.com.
Outdoorshow.com. You're tuned into the number one outdoor show on radio in Texas. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse, Sunday morning, 7 to 9, or 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. How, how, how. Just got paid today, got me a pocket for change. So, uh, your uncle posted on his Facebook page, which he, he likes stuff. So I guess that's what usually pops up on his Facebook page, but he changed his Facebook page to a picture of ZZ Top. And he apparently runs from where he lives in New Mexico over to Las Vegas uh, several times a year, I guess, to see concerts. And he was like on the front row and saw ZZ Top. Yeah. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, he went over there and he saw Lady Gaga. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, it was funny. Why did he do that? Uh, and ZZ Top's coming here. Would admit that? Uh-huh. ZZ Top's coming here, and I think they're playing with Cheap Trick. Went to Sun Auto this week, got uh, a truck fixed, one of my work trucks fixed. They got it done within like half a day. It was great. Able to get it back on the road the very next day. Sun Auto Service family owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. They've worked hard every day to earn your trust and keep your vehicle running like new. Sun Auto offers a full range of repairs and maintenance for all types of vehicles, We are your alternative to the dealership because we can do all the jobs you need and we do it right the first time. They hire ASE certified technicians to repair and maintain your vehicles. SunAutoService.com, locations 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and Lakeway, 1206 Ranch Road, 620. Check out all the deals and specials, SunAutoService.com. Now it's time for your... News of the weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. Workers in a Hong Kong potato chip factory recently unpacked a bushel of trouble when they discovered that a shipment of French potatoes contained a German hand grenade dating to World War One. The spheric, spherical grenade was found on February 2nd at about 9 a.m. local time at the Calbi Four Seasons Company factory in Hong Kong, China. It measured about three inches wide, weighed about two pounds, and was thought to be in an unstable condition. 
<clears throat> Hong Kong Police Force Superintendent Wilfred Wong Ohan told AFP, <clears throat> excuse me, police identified the bomb as a German made deployed in a war that ended more than a century ago. Judging by the grenade's potato-like camouflage of mud and soil, the bomb was likely buried long buried on a long buried on a French World War II battlefield that later became a potato farm. After securing the area, officers with Hong Kong Police Explosive Ordnance Disposal Bureau detonated the grenade outdoors at the factory site around noon. They placed it in a hole in the road and triggered an explosion with a high-pressure water jet. Police representative posted on Facebook, and I saw the little explosion. It was, they put it in like a, a drainage ditch. I would think the city of Hong Kong street maintenance guys weren't happy. It wasn't just like a hole in the dirt. It was like a concrete drain. Oh, man. Uh, using powerful water jets to detonate or even... Uh, Water jets to detonate or even destroy bombs from a distance is a method that has been employed by demolition experts since the 1990s. According to the U.S. Navy, one method used by bomb disposal robots to prevent explosions is to shoot high-pressure water jets at exposed wires, dislodging them. Could break in a critical could break a critical circuit, disrupting a bomb's power supply and rendering it inert. Uh, anyway, so it got me thinking you know there are a lot of places around the world where there's still bombs that are just unexploded they just didn't go off they find them in uh london sometimes when they're digging or going to put in new buildings and stuff like that um and but i didn't want to necessarily go down that road but i did want to go down the road and we've talked about it a little bit in here before about what you find around docks and stuff underwater, just things that have lost and dropped and not, you know, been there forever or. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, a rarity right now with Lake LBJ being down. So they drew it down after the massive floods that we had in the fall. They drew down Lake LBJ. It's three, four, five feet low right now. They drew it down on purpose so that terrible timing with bass spawning, but. It's a whole nother topic. But they drew down the the uh, water, and uh, so got, so people could fix their docks. And I was thinking that yesterday. I was thinking, man. You can do a little strolly-strolly around the... Well, you know there's some crankbaits up oh, in the pylons and docks and... So that. I was watching... So I happened to cross, you know, when you're doing Facebook or something, and or, or uh, YouTube or whatever, and... Things just start popping up on, you know, things that match whatever you're looking at, the interest. And I I don't know what my interest was in guy diving, but he was diving around some (laughs) docks and stuff and just the different stuff he was finding. A lot of fishing lures, a lot of stuff like that. Cell phones. Dude, swimwear. That's what you were looking at. Guy's swimwear. (laughs) No, it wasn't. (laughs) And, but he was finding like, uh, it was cool. He had his diver's knife, you know, so he was cutting stuff free that was like fishing line stuck on stuff. And, yeah. Uh, phones, keys. Yeah. Uh, a bicycle, uh, kids' toys, just stuff that had guns. fallen. Uh, yeah. No, he didn't find guns, but you hear that. Yeah. You I've hear heard that. that. Yeah. 
and uh, particularly around bridges. <laughs> yeah, under bridges. Yeah, guns. That there was a, an episode of Scott Martin. You know, he's an angler, uh, uh, Roland Martin's son, but he's become his. I mean, he's one angler of the year. All that. He's pretty good angler on the FLW tour, and he uh, has a YouTube series. And I, I guess a while back he had a uh, he had was in the, one of the canals or something in Florida. He fishes a lot of those canals. I mean, there's waterways everywhere apparently right. going through Florida full of bass. And he's fishing one of the random canals and saw on his graph a car on you know out off a bridge off the side of a bridge like went under a bridge and there was a car in the water he could see on his graph clear as day well they so he called authorities because you don't know if it's new or you know could close 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 the case on you know something a family or something yeah uh they ended up pulling out they got divers in there and ended up pulling out like three vehicles Oh, a favorite dump like a, spot for yeah, hot cars. It was like a truck and two cars, and uh, I guess the tow truck guy was talking to him, you know, and saying, yeah, it's probably an insurance scam of some sort, you know, taking the cash from some insurance deal or something. So, Well, it's just interesting, and, and that's kind of scary. That's kind of freaky. I remember scary. when <clears throat> years ago, the first time I ever really realized uh, – when they had, when Lake Travis was super low, yeah, and we went up and down the river in the boat, and we saw you know like cars on the side of the, yeah, banks where they'd driven them off, and we also one of the other things that was really cool back in the day was that uh, cave house, yeah, there was like a a bat cave you could pull up in this one river channel, and in the side of the wall was a house dug out. Yeah, and you could get out and squeeze between the bars, or it was open back in that days. Yeah, they didn't have it closed off. Yeah, it was think. before they put bars up on it. Yeah, and you could go up in there, and they had like uh, rooms dug out, and they had a bar there, and they had lights set up, and it was all you know old and not being used. And then they had like a, a ladder that went up to the ground level, so you could. And like then, the true ground. Yeah, and it, like on top, <laughs> all you could see was dirt. But there, right. you know, from the lake, there was this whole house thing, and built a, in the side of one of the bluff walls. Yeah, and apparently it was back in the hip, hip, cool days, and some guy had spent a ton of money doing it. And it was like all the rage. It was the place to go and party. And uh, I mean, back in the seventies, maybe. Yeah, but. Yeah, a lot of crazy stuff. I see. I don't. I still don't remember where that is. And you, uh, we I, found it once or twice before, but it was. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's it, been twenty years. And I know you don't remember where it is. No, I, it would just require a day of looking. Don <laughs> Lake Travis. There's some guys out there. We're not the only ones that know about it, obviously. Right. There's guys listening to the show that have found this. Hip place. I can't remember where it is. But or... I kept thinking, man, I'd love to own that. But then it's, you know, flooded, not flooded. Yeah. Uh, a mess. The electric bill. Yeah. You have yeah, the plumbing wet bill. back every, all the time. <laughs> plumbing bill. You got to. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. McBride's Guns. Yep. 
family-owned and operated gun shop. It's where we go to get all our firearms. It's where we go to get uh, all a lot of your secret fishing baits come from McBride's Guns. And every time I go there, I also get a handful of coins, just old coins. Yeah. And uh, they are experts in the old coins. Um, need a referral on your personal carry class? You want to get your hands on, before you buy a personal carry, you always want to make sure you got something you can put your hands on. You can talk to the guys, uh, the experts about it. And McBride's Guns is the place to go. They can help you with every part of gun, on, gun ownership. They can refer you to your personal carry classes. They'll help you with all of it. You'll find McBride's in the same place they've been for years, corner 30th and Lamar. Call them at 512-472-3532. Online at McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns is our hometown gun shop coming up next game warden field notes don't want to miss this one you get it only one place right here it's the number one outdoor radio show in texas it's the outdoor zone live in the bunkhouse on 104.9 the horn and 24 7 365 at the outdoorzone.com Hey, I'm Randall Tharp and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone Fish On. Alright, welcome back. If you're like me, you're always eyeing the newest technology, the newest gadgets on the market, but one thing many of us don't always think about is the cutting-edge technology keeping us safe behind the wheel. (laughs) The 2019 Honda CR-V is a triple threat featuring some of the best technology on the market with impressive fuel economy and tons of cargo space. Maybe that's why CR-V is the best-selling crossover utility vehicle over the past decade, and it's been (laughs) named the 2019 Edmunds Buyer's Most Wanted Compact SUV. CentralTexasHondaDealers.com. Solve all of your Honda envy at one of Central Texas Honda Dealers online. CentralTexasHondaDealers.com. Must see dealer for details. All right, welcome back. Now it's time for this week's Game Warden Field Notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. A landowner near Abilene alerted a game warden about a vehicle spotlighting and shooting from a county road. The warden quickly responded and located the suspected vehicle. After following the vehicle for a distance, the warden observed gunshots coming from the passenger compartment. Upon making a traffic stop, the warden asked the three occupants what they were doing. A female subject stated that she and her boyfriend were teaching her son how to drive while they were drinking and shooting feral hogs off the road. Upon further search of the vehicle, drug paraphernalia and a small bag of methamphetamine were located next to where one subject was sitting. 
One subject was taken to jail for possession of controlled substance. Another received a citation for open container and hunting from a public roadway. Okay. Let's deal with several of these issues here first. She's got her son with her. And her boyfriend. Somebody's got to teach that boy a, how to drive. What a wonderful, wonderful example that is. They are setting for that young man in his future years as a young man. Teach this boy how to drive. Now, stop for a second. This is... <laughs> yes, that is probably what was going on in there. Um, the other thing that came up for me is. This game warden's walking up to a vehicle where they're shooting out the windows, drinking, doing drugs. Yeah. And he's walking up there. He knows he's walking up there. They got guns. They're shooting them out the windows. Yeah. That guy's got titanium cojones. Because <laughs> that is just, and that's one of the things yeah, with game wardens. Yeah, that's a scary situation. Come on. Yeah. You know, you... You know the people you're dealing with have weapons. Yeah. And these Fire right on. here are obviously just shooting them because they're idiots. And I just thought, man, there's a whole bunch of parts and pieces, spinning parts and pieces to that. Yeah. And get that boy in KOZ. That's right. Rescue that little boy out of that car. A Freestone County game warden received a tip from a local DPS trooper about a white-tailed buck that may have been taken illegally. The state trooper had stopped an individual riding an ATV on a public roadway, and the operator said he had been hunting and was on his way to transport a deer he had just taken. When the warden arrived at the hunter's camp, he observed observed the head from a freshly killed buck that obviously did not meet the county's minimum antler requirements and was untagged. The carcass had been quartered and stored in a nearby ice chest when questions... The hunter said the deer was killed in the morning and wasn't tagged because he didn't know the county he was hunting. Citations issued for taking an undersized buck, tagging violations, and hunting log violation. Oh, my gosh. Hunting log being the back Backside. of your license. Yes, sir. Very common written. Uh, I thought it was interesting. <clears throat> you know, I own a landscape and property maintenance company. That's I know radio. It's amazing this this job doesn't pay all my bills. <laughs> it's amazing. I know, but uh, and and so this week we get a call. We get a lot of random calls. Uh, this week we get a call, and there is a deer uh, stuck on a fence. A dead deer on a fence that needs to be taken off the fence is the call we get why they, they in the country you hang stuff on the fence to keep the other ones out hang yeah. the bobcats catfish this is not in the country this was get him off my wrought iron fence immediately oh man was it impaled on the top of a, a, a giant buck no way yeah yeah and he tried jumping the fence and yeah. he got yeah yeah i mean he was fully dead you got and, pictures yeah i got a picture for you I was going to show you right now. You need to post it on the Outdoor Zone Facebook nah, page. I'm going to post it on there. It's... Oh, man, are you kidding me? But we do have some stuff we're going to talk just, about like, in the show. You just blur out the part where you don't want people to see it. <laughs> this is great radio. You're yeah. showing me the killer. Oh, my gosh. 
Holy cow! Big old buck, isn't it? You could post that. There's nothing wrong with that. No, there ain't nothing wrong with that. You get a lot of likes for that. My, uh, That's crazy. Yeah, my, uh, you know, the guys, one of my guys was like, hey, you need a trophy at the house? <laughs> like, no, we can't, can't keep that. Can't do anything Did with you have it. to notify Parks and Wildlife or anybody? Yeah, or? They, the city. Yeah. It was within the city limits, so. Yeah, we just took it off the fence for the. People. Where'd you dispose of it? Well, we didn't. We couldn't move it. We just took it off the fence. Right. Legally, you're. I can't do anything with it. I just moved it off the fence for <laughs> viewing purposes. <laughs> oh, golly. That was my job. Was it at a house or apartments yeah. or? Yeah. Somebody's house. Yeah. So, Westlake? Uh, no, but, you know. That direction. The yeah. <laughs> Big old deer, though, isn't it? That's huge deer. Healthy deer. You'd think he would have figured out. You know, he's he made that to, jump. That ain't his first time he jumped that fence. He need to jump just a little bit high. <laughs> he's a little bit that, low. It ain't low. that first time, right? That's right. But we've seen that. We've seen that before. Oh, man, I remember I, there was a doe yeah. out at T-Booth Place. Yeah. And he got his foot You learned stuck a valuable in, lesson. Right. And I cut the bob wire. Yeah, the top one. Yeah. The top wire. Let it go. And that is not no. what you did. No, that's the you wrong Use choice. up your dough tag, shoot that dang thing. Well, and the same thing happened at the same ranch back in the day. For me, it was a spike. Remember? Uh-huh. And I just shot it. You were like, okay. See, you were smarter than I was. Because <laughs> I got in trouble for cutting a barbed wire fence because there's so much work goes into trying to put one back. Yeah, stretching that it's, wire. It's a whole thing. And so, and they said, the deer ain't worth the work it takes to yeah. shoot that deer. Yeah. And in the and since then, I've, un, I've come up to live deer stuck in fences. Really? And got them out. Yeah. You know, because they were very just dangerous. so, it's very dangerous, but they're, and you can see videos online every once in a while of a deer that's stuck somewhere and a guy's trying to, you know, reach around and get them undone yeah. or whatever. They're caught in a, in a, in a swing set or, right, right, right. you know, soccer goal or something like that. It yeah. is dangerous. Super dangerous. Well, that one right there wasn't real dangerous. No. No, the guy's You're going to have to put that on the Facebook page. That All is right. the outdoor zone dot. Com, Facebook, the, yeah, dot Facebook. Facebook, yeah. Uh, but we've also got some incredible stories we posted up on our Facebook page <clears> that we'll talk about. Plus, at the top of the hour, we'll talk border wall. TJ down on the border. I was down on uh, the border. We both realized we didn't realize, but we put it together yesterday. Hey, we're both at the border, of Mexico, on the border, this week, yeah. in different parts, different areas. So we'll when, talk about that on the flip side. Yeah, how it affects the. The uh, outdoors and what what those things are, plus uh, your Peter reality. Report. Yeah, reality, your Armed Citizens Report, all that and more coming up. It's the number one outdoor radio show in all of Texas. It's the Outdoor Zone, live at the bunkhouse, right here on 104.9 The Horn and 24-7-365, theoutdoorzone.com.